figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Clippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Clicky boom boom down. Clip, this is your uncle Clip Clip. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, Just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. Hot and twilight. The biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Lindy. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. Great Donnell Winslow. With a capable whitefish. Lippy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Lippy. The whitefish is semen. Sweet Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Sweet Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got rat tat twilly. Bibleopoly clip. Everybody down! Boggle, you balls. We got bigs at three o'clock! The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Boggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Boggle, you balls. Baby butter boy. <laughs> I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliffbot 9000. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. Me. Me. You. My so called friends. The Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. Oh, hey. Happy Sunday. It's old Johnny boy. I want to do a quick podcast. Not going to do any football this week because there is no football this week. But next week, oh man, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. The Super Bowl. And next week I shall have my official birthday boy podcast, Super Bowl predictions. Today, today I wanted to give my official birthday boy podcast, 2021 WWE Royal Rumble predictions. Oh, there's a little uh, little Uncle Cliff right there for my Royal Rumble predictions, Cliffy. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I'm recording this on my phone again. I just, you know, the weekends, the weekends are so, just so precious to me. And I want to, I want to sit perfectly still and do absolutely nothing for as long as I can. So getting out the computer and doing the whole, putting on my Beats by Dre headphones and the mic, the professional microphone just takes up all that extra time. So I thought I would just do a quick, I, I, hopefully I can keep this within like 10 minutes or so. Yeah, Royal Rumble is tonight. For all you wrestling fans out there, it's a big one. It's one of the biggest nights of the year. It's certainly, you know, WrestleMania is the biggest. That's WrestleMania is the Super Bowl, right, of WWE. The big matches, the big, uh, you know, the big names return. They have matches, people you're not going to see probably the rest of the year. People you maybe haven't seen in years come back and that kind of thing. And it's, it's, it's big marquee matches. Royal Rumble doesn't really have marquee matches per se except the Royal Rumble match itself that's the marquee match that's and it's interesting because that's like the match that like what other match has been around as long as the Royal Rumble yeah you got the Survivor Series and they have elimination matches but it's not there's a bunch of those every year they have a Survivor Series and you have the eight-man tag team match and this 10-man tag team match and whatever they have they have a there's, there's zillions of those matches some good some bad Royal Rumble, same thing. Some good, some bad. But it's one match. Well, I guess now it's, it's two matches because they have the, the women's and the men's Royal Rumble, which I love because the more Royal Rumbles, the better. And I enjoy both the women's and the men's. And sometimes, uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, last year's men's Royal Rumble, I think, was better than the women's, the women's Royal Rumble. But I think, I want to say 2019, that was the women's Royal Rumble that year was quite good. It was quite good in 2018 as well. I don't know. Anyway, you got a whole list of participants in tonight's Royal Rumble, and you got about eight guys that we don't know. We know that Edge, Randy Orton is going to start out at number one. Edge is going to start out at number two. That's already making it exciting. I kind of, I, you know, I've kind of had enough of those two guys. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they probably have one more. I, I think we're not done. I think there's there's have to be a, a rubber match of some kind. They've had two matches, the one at WrestleMania and the one at the the greatest match in the history of all matches of all time, or whatever that pay-per-view was called last year, where Edge injured himself, and now he's back tonight, a year after shocking the world by returning to the 2020 Royal Rumble, which is weird to watch because it was a year ago, and there's a sold-out, jam-packed stadium full of people, which is weird to see. Because it seems like decades since anything like that happened. It seems like decades ago that I took the kids, as I was talking about recently, that we went to SmackDown in Boston. That was February 28th or 29th last year. That seems like... Sometimes on our little screensaver on the TV, a picture comes up of the kids. And Cam has uh, brought a a championship belt to that show. And we're, we're riding the green line. We're riding the subway. And... Kid, the kids are. Just, I took a picture of them riding, you know, just sitting there with their with the title belt. That seems like a million years ago. So anyway, uh, but Edge returned to last year's Royal Rumble. Big surprise. Uh, return by Edge. It was a good Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock Lesnar. Lots of fun stuff, and and then Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble, and then Drew McIntyre going to WrestleMania and beating Brock Lesnar for the title. It was a big, big match. A big, it was a big match inside of the tiny gym uh, performance center because everything was on lockdown and they hadn't built the 
the WWE Thunderdome that they now have in the same, uh, that was the Tropicana Field, Minute Maid Park. It's one of those orange juice. It's some orange juice baseball stadium in Tampa. And uh, with all the TV screen, you know, they got a million TV screens, LED screens with all the fans watching on Zoom or watching on whatever. Uh, WrestleMania was long before that, so it was just very, a very quiet, <laughs> a very quiet event. It was hard to watch WrestleMania last year with just <clears throat> deafening silence. Two wrestlers, a referee, and the announcers. But anyway, but WWE's—they've done a good job in the last year of putting, you know, piping in the fake crowd noise. It does get annoying because they can obviously control. If it was a real crowd and they didn't like what they were seeing, they'd boo the shit out of it. Now WWE can give us something, whether we like it or not. It's going to sound like the fans are cheering for it. If it's if there's you know whatever Vince McMahon wants the reaction to be, now he can program that in. And that's why I'm a little nervous about tonight's Royal Rumble. I I get I get very worked up about who wins the Royal Rumble because there's only one Royal Rumble. There's one women's and one men's Royal Rumble. And uh and it's it's I think that only the best of the best should win the Royal Rumble, both the women's and the men's division. I was happy that Asuka won the first women's Royal Rumble. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't even remember who won. I I wanted Naomi to win. The Royal Rumbles. She hasn't. I, I'm I'm a huge fan. There's a lot of people I would like to see win. Rhea Ripley. Boy, would I love to see her as a surprise in the Women's Royal Rumble and win that because she's she's the she has the goods. She's got the goods. Big stuff coming from her. She is the future. Bianca Belair is another one. Those are just. But Jesus Christ, if it's if. Please, just as long as it's not Charlotte Flair, and I, I don't even know if she's in the Royal Rumble. Can it just not? Can it just not be a a blonde woman? And no offense to blonde women, but particularly Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. I, I know Charlotte Flair. She's she has the she has the DNA. She has the pedigree. She's Ric Flair's daughter, and I, I I just have a bad feeling that either Charlotte or Lacey Evans, if they're even in that women's Royal Rumble, I don't even know. I have a bad feeling. Who is in that women's royal? I should look that up. I should have come prepared. Women's royal rumble participants. Let's see. List of confirmed participants for the royal rumble. Uh, There's the men's. We'll get to that in a second. What about the women? Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose... Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler. That's so nice. Just ask me what you'd like me to do, no, and I'll try my best to help. That no, I'm not. I'm not complimenting you. A L E X A Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Tamina, and Natalia. Okay, so yeah, so I I have a. Oh, I don't know. I just have a really bad feeling about Charlotte Flair winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, but I hope it's not her. I would love it if it's Bianca Belair. Frankly, the best for me would be if, if Rhea Ripley returned. I could see I could see Be- Becky Lynch returning, right? She had her baby. She could be a surprise and win the thing. That'd be okay, I guess. But I, eh, whatever. Whatever. I'd like to, I'd like to see somebody... That's the other thing about the Royal Rumble. It's supposed to... It's supposed to be, to me, it's where 
the mid-card people launch their careers into the main event, right? Now they're, you are a mid-carder. You are not a main event. You win the Royal Rumble because you are the guy or girl that is going to be the next big star. And the Royal Rumble is how you get there. Shawn Michaels. Yoko, Yokozuna. He's a guy two, two months after he made his debut, wins the Royal Rumble, and then he's champion. And he was a big main eventer, had a nice career. Uh, you know, he was also a huge dude. I don't know what else they could have done with him besides made him main event. Anyway, Shawn Michaels, perfect example. 1995, he's, he's the mid, he's the mid card. He's, he's the guy, you know, is going to have the good match, but now it's time for him to be the guy to have a good match in the main event. So in 1995, 1996 wins the Royal Rumble, 1996 goes on, wins the title. Now he's the main event. Stone Cold Steve Austin was not quite a main eventer. He wins 1997, has the match of the year with Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Next year, wins the 1998 Royal Rumble, goes on WrestleMania, beats Shawn Michaels for the title. Now he's the main event. He is officially now the main event. And then it just keeps going, right? The Rock, you know, Brock Lesnar, uh, Batista, Chris Benoit, even though we're not supposed to say that because uh, he's awful, but yeah, that was another guy, catapulted into the main event, won the world title at WrestleMania, Batista, you knew Batista and John Cena, it's like, okay, one of these guys is winning the 2005 Royal Rumble, and it was Batista, and then he went on and won the title, and of course, John Cena also won the title, Batista eliminated John Cena to win that Royal Rumble, and they both went on to WrestleMania to win respective world titles, and officially become main eventers, perfect, Undertaker won in 2007, didn't need to, but it was one of those like, hey, this guy's done everything. He should win a Royal Rumble. And he did. John Cena in 2008, again, he was an established main eventer. But, okay, now he wins the Royal Rumble. Great. Randy Orton in 09, kind of the same thing. Edge in 2010. Alberto Del Rio, 2011. Now, this guy turns out to be kind of a piece of shit in real life. Not a good person. Not a good dude. <laughs> but at the time, he was like, he was brand new. He had just made his debut a few months ago. He's the guy that you think, boy, he's, he's got it. He's got everything needed to be a big-time main eventer. He got that big Royal Rumble win. Didn't win the title at WrestleMania, but he won it shortly after that. Sheamus, same kind of thing next year. Gets the big push into the main event. Uh, you know, okay. And then uh, who would... Roman Reigns in 2015, even though nobody wanted that to happen, they wanted Roman Reigns to win in 2014, but instead Batista came back after four years of doing movies and won the Royal Rumble, and everybody shat all over it because they wanted Daniel Bryan to win, which he should have, but hey, they still did the right thing at WrestleMania, and Daniel Bryan was the winner of the title at WrestleMania. Great. Fine. 2015, Roman Reigns. Okay. 2016, Triple H. Bleh. 2017, Randy Orton. Bleh. 2018, this is another one. I love the 2018 Men's Royal Rumble because Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble. He is one of, if not my favorite, of, of the guys who have come to WWE in the last five years or so. And I just, God, ever since, uh, I don't know, 2013, 2014, when they started getting all these great guys from Ring of Honor and New Japan and TNA and all these other places in the indies, the indie scene, and bringing them to NXT and then filtering them into the into the main rosters, you name it. I mean, anybody from, 
I don't know, from Adam Cole to Sami Zayn to Kevin Owens to Cesaro to Shinsuke Nakamura to I, there's just there's there's so many Finn Balor. There's too many to mention. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Who I maybe already said that. Anyway, just this endless ricochet. Uh, Alistair Black. All these, all these great, great competitors who are just so fun to watch in the ring and have very unique characters. And they just, god damn it, they just come to WWE and they go to NXT and they're great and they have great matches and great feuds. They do, they do it. It's you know, NXT used to be like watching old school WWE, long drawn out storylines. Title changes don't happen very often. Maybe once a year, twice a year. Guys get a long run with the title. It's a thinner roster, but it's still a, a roster that has depth, a great depth of talent. Uh, which I, I don't know. I don't. Can you have a thin roster that's also a deep roster? I don't know. Depth of character within that roster. I don't know. Anyway. I was so excited because I thought, this is it. This is, now we have guys who, along with, you know, some of the more established, you know, Roman Reigns, a, a newer guy, but also at this point he's a veteran, and Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt and some of these, Daniel Bryan, guys who are, who have been around a while, but are also still relatively young. Now it's like, okay, now we've got a good group here, a good roster. We don't need any more uh, Cena's and Triple H's. And Undertakers and Goldbergs and Brock Lesnar, you know, keep Brock Lesnar because he's his matches are always really good. He's an attraction. Yeah, people are gonna pay money to. See, and I get it. It's a it's money. You're gonna pay money to see Goldberg. They put Goldberg up, but God damn it, they pay to see Goldberg because they made Goldberg a star. They made Brock Lesnar a star. They made all these guys. And and yes, it's it's not just WWE can just make you a star. You have to you have to be able to make yourself into a star. And they have so many potential stars who they just they just get there, and they almost get there, and then they just pull the rug out from underneath them. And Shinsuke Nakamura is a perfect example of a guy that I was so excited about because I love watching him in New Japan, love watching him against AJ Styles and all the other wrestlers in New Japan. And in 2018, Shinsuke Nakamura eliminates Roman Reigns and John Cena, outlasts these veterans to win the Royal Rumble, and I said, all right, here we go. Now we are cooking. Now they're figuring it out. Asuka won the Women's Royal Rumble that year. And I'm saying, this is great. Young talent, new, fresh, new faces in the main event, new stars to establish as big stars. And I, I hoped, and they had AJ Styles versus Nakamura in the main event of WrestleMania that year. And uh, it just wasn't that exciting. I don't know what happened. And then Nakamura turned on AJ Styles, and then he was a bad guy. And then he just kind of didn't do much after that. He was in tag teams, various tag teams that had some success, and that's fine. But, like, what happened? And now it seems like he's finally finally climbing back climbing back up. I don't think he's going to win the Royal Rumble. He already has. Uh, but it would be cool if he did. It'd be nice to see some of these people, you know, at least Kevin Owens is getting a big shot against Roman Reigns. That's good. But, I mean, what's going to happen? Kevin Owens is a guy who should have been, oh, they had all these great feuds and these storylines with him, and they just they just fizzled out. He was universal champion a couple years ago, only to lose in 45 seconds to fucking Goldberg. And Goldberg's wrestling for the title. 
<laughs> against Drew McIntyre tonight for some reason. I, well, not for some, because people are going to pay to see that. And now WWE Network in a couple months is going to the Peacock Network, which is great, by the way. And yes, I know I'm talking very fast. I have a lot to talk about. I want to get through it and get, uh, you know, get through it. But time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. Oh, look at this. Hulk Hogan's on. Uh, yeah, great. Brother. Anyway. <sighs> what am I saying here? Uh, you, got, you got all these stars. And then what happens? They come and they lose to Goldberg in 45 seconds. Or they lose to Brock Lesnar in a minute and a half. And it's like, uh, okay, Goldberg is in his 50s. Brock Lesnar wrestles like twice a year. And so you've got all these guys who are wrestling every single night. And they win their matches and they build some momentum. And then they get in the ring with a guy who wrestles once a year and they get clobbered. Or they get in the ring with a senior citizen named Goldberg who has never had a good match and can only wrestle you know, a max of maybe 90 seconds, it seems. And if he goes any longer, he uh, almost drops the Undertaker on his head and kills him like he did a few summers ago. Uh, and then he ke- he gets to keep coming back. I don't... I just, uh, I got, are people... Is he that big of a... People really love to see Goldberg? I don't know. I love to see Goldberg go away. I don't... I've never been a fan of Goldberg. I was talking with Dave Helms on Twitter earlier about this. I didn't like Goldberg in the 90s. I didn't like Goldberg in the 2000s. I sure as hell don't like him now. He got inducted into the Hall of Fame a few years ago, and, and that's usually like, okay, that's it. Now you're officially done. You're in the Hall of Fame. You're done wrestling. And then he just kept wrestling. So I don't know. I, but he's, he's wrestling tonight, and my fear is that Goldberg is going to somehow win the title. Or if he doesn't win the title, he's going to be a mystery man in the Royal Rumble, and then he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And there's not a single thing they can do about it because we can do about it. Fans can do about it because there's no fans in the building. So they can pipe in a bunch of screaming, cheering fans going crazy for Goldberg winning and make it look like people actually want that to happen. Whereas in real life, they would boo that fucker out of the building just like they did in Boston last year. So anyway. So for the Women's Royal Rumble, my prediction and my, my hope is that Rhea Ripley returns and wins the Royal Rumble. If that doesn't happen, I would love to see Bianca Belair win the Royal Rumble. I'd even love to see Bailey win the Royal Rumble. She's She's been great lately. She's been great. I'd be happy with any of that. But I like when the newcomers win the Royal Rumble, and, and now you've got a new main eventer. Men's Royal Rumble, boy, look at this list. Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz. Oh, God. Oh, please, anyone but The Miz. Anyone wins the Royal Rumble, as long as it's not The Miz or Goldberg, <laughs> which means the last two guys in the ring are going to be The Miz and Goldberg. <laughs> <coughs> the Miz, Jay Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, John Morrison, Sheamus, Mustafa Ali, Edge, King Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Braun Strowman. So that's 21, right? So we have nine guys we don't know. Um, right? Am I counting that? I think I'm counting that right. Yeah, 21 male superstars. 
So there's not, and I'm sure some of those nine, it's not all like nine big surprise mystery guys. You know, it's not like they've got Stone Cold and The Rock and Shawn Michaels <laughs> and The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar and CM Punk all sitting in the back and John Cena and Batista are all sitting waiting, you know, as big, huge surprise entrance. Although I just mentioned somebody and I, based on absolutely nothing, I could see this happening. And this would be the perfect place to do it because, again, it's close to this dude's home. He didn't have to travel too far. Like, every, every event is going to be in Tampa, up to and including WrestleMania. This year's WrestleMania is going to be the first live WWE event since last March that's going to have, I think they said, about 20,000, 30,000 fans. It's like a, uh, what is it, maybe like an 70 or 80, so it's about a half, half capacity, 40%, I, I don't know. So you're going to have some actual live fans at WrestleMania. Uh, I would imagine a lot of these veterans who can kind of call their own shots and say, no, I'm not going to wrestle this year. I'll see you next year. I would imagine a lot of them say, like, I'm not, I'm not coming out to wrestle in front of no fans. Fuck that. I'm going to come out to wrestle and make some goddamn money. Sell some merch at the souvenir stands. Sell some tickets. Get some people to cheer me when I come out. I don't, I don't get to do this very often, and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have people screaming for me booing me, cheering me, whatever, when I come through that curtain. And so with that said, my prediction for the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble, a lot of people want Daniel Bryan to win. I would like that. That'd be nice. Uh, A lot of people are thinking Brock Lesnar could be a surprise entrant and could win. I, I tend to believe I could see that happening. I could see Brock Lesnar being a surprise entrant. I don't see him winning. It would make a good storyline because Brock Lesnar is managed by Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns is managed by Paul Heyman. If Roman Reigns beats Kevin Owens tonight, he's still the champion. Brock Lesnar comes back as a surprise and wins the Royal Rumble. Now you've got a Paul Heyman guy versus a Paul Heyman guy at WrestleMania. Who is, who is Paul Heyman going to be aligned with? Is he going to turn on one of his guys? Is one of his guys going to turn on him? How's it going to go? This could make for very compelling television. If they just let them go, give them a microphone with little to no script, preferably no script, a couple general themes that they need to hit, a couple of points they need to hit, and just let them go for the next two months till WrestleMania. That would be pretty fun. But I don't think it's going to be Brock Lesnar. I don't think it's going to be anybody on this list. I think, in my prediction, it's not going to be CM Punk. Everybody, every year, is like, hey, maybe CM Punk's coming. No. It's not going to be CM Punk. Because CM Punk would, the, the roof would blow off the place, and anybody else, any other reaction that any other wrestler would get would pale in comparison, and Vince McMahon doesn't want that. Uh, you know, he could, he, he could, well, I guess based on that logic, CM Punk could come back. But CM, Vince McMahon would probably want CM Punk to come back. If That's to say that Vince McMahon wants CM Punk to come back at all. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure Vince McMahon never wants to see CM Punk again. And I'm sure CM Punk doesn't really give a shit either. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need to come back. He's good. He's happy. He's moved on to, you know, he writes comics. He makes movies. He does all kinds of shit. Plays video games. Anyway. 
I don't think CM Punk's coming back tonight, or frankly ever in the WWE. I mean, I'm sure he will someday, but it's going to be in front of fans, so they can really capitalize on that. And CM Punk himself, I can't imagine, would want to come back into an arena filled with video screens. One person, on the other hand, I don't think would really mind. Because if this person came back under normal circumstances, he could get booed out of the building. It's hard to say. If he came back in Boston, like he did last year, he might get a hero's welcome because he hasn't been part of the company in several years, and he's back. And now we appreciate him because we know how little we're going to get of him going forward because he's on to other things. And as you probably can tell by now, that person I'm referring to is John Cena. And that's who I think is going to be in tonight's Royal Rumble. Because as far as I know, maybe he lived, maybe he moved, I'm sure he has a house in LA. I'm sure he, he lived in Tampa for the longest time. I would imagine he lives in Los Angeles, but I would also imagine he probably still has a residence in Tampa. So you put, uh, you know, if John Cena has to show up on wrestling in Tampa every once in a while, yeah, it's probably a quick drive from his house. WrestleMania is in Tampa. Eh, and he gets to come back at WrestleMania where it really matters in front of fans. And tonight he can come back and he could have Vince could take the precaution and bring John Cena back and not risk being booed out of the building and his big comeback. John Cena could come back tonight and they could pipe in screaming fans chanting, let's go Cena, you know, without the, without the return, Cena sucks. That's usually the chant. It's half of the, the younger kids are, you know, let's go Cena. And the older jerks like me are yelling, Cena sucks. <laughs> they don't have to do that. If he comes back tonight, he could just come back. And he could have, you know, have the, have the, have the noise piped in cheering for John Cena. So that's my prediction. I'm predicting the two unannounced winners of the Royal Rumble are going to be the winners of the Royal Rumble. And I worded that very, very nicely. Uh, so, yeah, I think Rhea Ripley is going to be a surprise and win the Women's Royal Rumble. At least I hope so. I don't want John Cena to be a surprise in the Royal I mean, I don't care if he's a surprise in the Royal Rumble. I sure as hell don't want him to win the Royal Rumble, but I think he will. And the, reason, the other reason I think so, if John Cena came back and there were a bunch of fans, they might cheer that. That's a big surprise. They could cheer him coming back. But if it comes down to it and John Cena's the guy who wins the Royal Rumble, they could turn on him like that. Boo the shit out of him. Because we've seen, we've seen it already. We don't want, we've seen enough. <laughs> we don't want the older guys winning. The, you know, get a, a youngster, a fresh face, a newcomer, a mid-level guy or girl who needs to be uh, elevated to the next level so you can keep, keep churning out those big stars. Not Cena, not Goldberg, not these, not the guy, not even Edge, not Orton. Somebody, somebody different. So I sure as hell... I hope my prediction's wrong, but I just, I've been thinking about it, and I really think that if there was a time to bring back Cena and have him win a Royal Rumble, this would be it. And the other thing, I truly believe Cena's a pretty competitive guy. I think that he, he, he plays off the modesty thing, you know, more all shucks. He's got this all shucks kind of thing. That's, that's phony baloney bullshit. He's, he's probably the most competitive guy who has ever, 
lived in, in within pro wrestling. That's my belief. And I think just like he has tied Ric Flair for the most number of world title wins at 16, he currently has two Royal Rumble wins. There's only one person who has three, and that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. If Cena wins a Royal Rumble, he ties at three. And frankly, I've said this for long before I had a podcast. I think Cena's going to win four Royal Rumbles just so that he can beat Stone Cold's record. But at the very least, I can see him tying that record. And I sure as hell don't believe for a second that Cena is done winning a world title so that he can then beat Ric Flair's record and have 17 world title wins. So if there was ever a time for that to happen, it would be now where he could win a Royal Rumble. And even though people might get pissed off and yell about it on Twitter, there's nobody in the arena to boo him out of the building and yell, you know, Cena sucks. So that's my prediction. John Cena, I believe, will be a surprise return in tonight's Royal Rumble. I believe Rhea Ripley will be a surprise return in the Women's Royal Rumble. And I believe they will win. And I believe Rhea Ripley will be the one that, you know, Vince will make that happen so it gets the bad taste of, like, a Cena winning out of our mouths. I wouldn't really care if Cena wins. Honestly, I don't actually care. I used to really get worked up about this stuff, who won and who didn't win the Royal Rumble. I was usually quite good at predicting because it just, you know, it kind of made sense. If you follow the storylines close enough, you could always kind of think, ah, it's probably going to be, you know, this person, maybe one of two people. You really, they didn't have a very deep roster back in in the old days, so you you always kind of knew who was going to win. You had a pretty good idea. You know, in, in 94, I knew it would be Bret Hart or Lex Luger, and of course they both won. 93 was a surprise. I didn't think it would be Yokozuna. I thought it would be Mr. Perfect or Randy Savage, but okay. That was a fun little surprise. I wasn't thrilled with the outcome, but okay. 95 and 96, there was no question it was going to be Shawn Michaels in both of those Royal Rumbles. Eh, 98, of course, it was going to be Austin. 99, I wouldn't have thought Vince McMahon would win the Royal Rumble, but he did. 2000, it was definitely The Rock. It was, you know, you... It was 2002, definitely going to be Triple H. You, you just a lot of these you just knew. 2004, you knew it was going to be Benoit. It was, it's generally 2006, you knew it would be Mysterio. It's usually pretty easy to predict. This one, I don't know. The last few, I don't know, and I didn't care. It was nice to just kind of watch and be surprised because I don't, I just, I don't, I don't have time to watch. There's so much of it, and there's so little time. I can't watch three hours of Raw every week, and it's not that good either. Same with SmackDown. I can't watch two hours. That's five hours, then two, seven hours of NXT, nine hours when you add AEW, 10, 11 hours, I guess, when you add Ring of Honor and Impact. No way. Not a fucking chance. Best case scenario, on a Saturday morning, I can fast forward in about 10 minutes through the entire week's worth of wrestling and get a gist of what's happening. And maybe if there's a really good-looking match or a, you know something that I've already heard about, oh, you got to see this, maybe I'll watch it. Otherwise, no. And I don't really know the storylines that well. I I didn't even... It was two weeks after Goldberg returned. I didn't even know he returned. I kept hearing people on Twitter, people were saying like, oh, Goldberg in the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why is everybody predicting that Goldberg is going to be at the Royal Rumble? Oh, because he's already returned and he's going to be at the Royal Rumble. That's why. Okay. So, whatever. He's back. Goldberg's back. I think Cena's going to be back. I really do. I think... I think he's itching to come back. I he I don't think he 
I think he's got a lot of unfinished business. He's not that old. And I feel like, man, do you think possibly? Here's another thought. Cena against maybe Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is the, you know, the ultimate sort of bad guy. Could Cena have like, you know, these two Boston guys in town who are now Tampa guys, John Cena, maybe Tom Brady. Could Tom Brady be in Cena's corner? It's something I, I, I last year, and Shimo and I talked about this because Gronk was part of WrestleMania last year. Uh, Gronk's fine. Gronk seems to show up all the time at WrestleMania. Who? Okay, fine, whatever. He's like a a pea-brained doofus that everybody loves, and uh, that's fine. That's fun. Uh, lovable pea-brain, <laughs> I guess. Uh, hey, I loved I loved when he played on the Patriots. It's, it's great that he's on the, the Buccaneers and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Anyway, but boy, Cena and Tom Brady, two of the most loved and simultaneously hated individuals <laughs> on the planet, who happen to you know have the most accolades in their respective line of work. Yeah, that would be interesting. I feel like there's just I feel like there's stuff is leading to that, and I I could be dead wrong. In a few hours, we'll know if I'm dead wrong. Sometimes I predict weird stuff. Stuff that nobody would ever think of, I've predicted. WrestleMania 9, I predicted there would be two Doink the Clowns. How did I know that? I didn't. I just figured there would be a, another clown and that they would call him Dink. There were two clowns. The other one was not named Dink, but a few months later, Doink the Clown got a little person clown named Dink. Ah, you know? I guess because at the time I was 12, 13 years old and Vince McMahon... Uh, you know, has the has the creative mind of a twelve year old. That's not necessarily an insult. He's just you know his humor is uh, is different than than most. Anyway, I feel yeah, I feel something something's in the air tonight, <laughs> and it's uh, people might not be thrilled about it, but I could I could see John Cena winning. I could also see. Uh, I would love it if Daniel Bryan won. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Vince McMahon is going to troll the shit out of people, and I can see John Cena eliminated Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble, just to really piss people off. And uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? I don't remember. It just it just slipped. It just slipped out of my mind. John Cena. Uh, I don't know. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. And oh, that was the other thing. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. I could see them doing. They've been doing this weird shit. If you don't watch wrestling, they got this character Bray Wyatt, and he called. He goes by the name of the Fiend, and he. Uh, what does he do? He does all kinds of. You know, it's sometimes it's very entertaining. Sometimes it's very lame. And they've used this opportunity where they don't have live fans in the audience to do camera trick trickery that you would not be able to do with a live audience, where it could just it could go black for two seconds. And then somebody is wearing a completely different outfit or they're, you know, just stuff that's clearly you could not do that in a live event. I could just see something weird happening. Just some weird Hollywood-esque kind of, you know, bullshit where we think, you know, Bray Wyatt's a mystery participant in the Royal Rumble. And then he does like supernatural stuff where he lifts his hands up and people start throwing themselves over the... I don't know. I just I have a weird feeling about tonight's Royal Rumble. It really weird stuff's going to happen. That if they did it in front of an audience, it would be the the audience would take a dump on it. But 
since they don't have a live audience, they can get away with it and they can pipe in people cheering and gasping and loving every minute of it, even though it might just totally suck balls. But I don't know. But anyway, that's my prediction. I think John Cena is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble. Even though he's not even advertised, there's no guarantee that he's even going to be in it. But just I just feel... And here's the other thing. They got the Peacock thing coming. WWE Network is going to the Peacock channel, Peacock Network, which is great for people like me who have both. Because I think all that means for me is I just don't have to pay for WWE Network anymore. Because I pay five bucks a month for Peacock because it's included with Comcast. So I get a great deal on Peacock channel anyways. If you can get Peacock Channel, I'll tell you, just watching it for those Office Season 3 extended episodes alone is worth the price of admission because those are great. The Season 3 super fan episodes and the blooper reels and all the other f- special features and things. Peacock's great. WWE Network is going to be entirely on the Peacock thing coming in a couple months. I feel like they're, gonna, they're not going to do things that the, the hardcore fan wants to see. That's why I can't imagine Daniel Bryan's winning the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a Brock Lesnar or even an Undertaker. I think that's a long shot. but Or a John Cena, who has been the face of the company for 20 years, even though he's been away. Now he's not only the face of the company, but similar to The Rock and several others, he's the face of the company who also is in movies and TV shows. And his voice is on seemingly every commercial that's on television. Uh, so he's he has even more uh, brand recognition, name recognition, whatever you want to call it. And if this guy's going into main event, the title match at WrestleMania, and they're using him, they're promoting the Peacock channel, and you want to get WWE Network, and you need the Peacock channel to see it, and now you can see John Cena wrestling on the Peacock channel, and wrestling at WrestleMania, and wrestling, you know, maybe at a couple pay-per-views in between then. Maybe some folks who have left because they were John Cena fans, and they're like, eh, I don't really know who's who's still there. There's no more Cena, there's no more Undertaker, there's no more, you know, these guys that I knew, they're all kind of gone. Eh, maybe Cena comes back and helps bring some of those people over to the old Peacock channel. Or the cock, as I like to call it, the cock. Anyway, that's my prediction. John Cena, Rhea Ripley. You heard it here on the Birthday Boy podcast. And uh, that's it. That's it for the Royal Rumble. And I got one more thing I'll tell you. Here's one quick thing. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, One other thing from the the Royal Rumble, from, from, from my week, actually. Uh, done with the Royal Rumble stuff. By the way, I'm watching the 1992 and 2006 Royal Rumble, as well as the Godfather 2 and WWE's The Bump on WWE Network, because they had Daniel Bryan on, then they had Hulk Hogan, and I guess they're going to have Goldberg on. That's that's about when I'll turn it off. But anyway, you know, getting in the mood, getting in the spirit, watching. It's just like at Christmas time. You watch all your favorite Christmas movies, even though you've seen them a million times. Every January, I watch a bunch of bunch of old Royal Rumbles that I've seen a million times. gets me gets me excited. Uh, quick story: Yesterday at Costco, I told you about the I told you about the the Costco trip where I got yelled at for putting all the UPC codes up facing so that they could just beep 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 scan it. And uh, for reasons that I still don't know, I got yelled at for that. Well, yesterday I had to go to Costco on a Saturday, which is dreadful. Not a lot of items. I had some small items, and I had a few large items. 
I flipped all the large items so the barcode was facing up. I put all the small items onto the conveyor belt. And, uh, and then the lady, not the cashier, but the little helper who tends to the things in the carriage and whatnot. And she said, oh, look at this. This is beautiful. This is perfect. And I said, yeah, I fucking, I fucking know. Tell that to the rest of your coworkers, half of whom yell at me when I do the same thing. Because they don't realize how much time I have saved them. The efficiency. I, I drive efficiency around here. I drive process efficiency at Costco. And I don't even work here. You're welcome. Oh, man. You, what a grump I was at Costco yesterday. Oh, but then, you know what? But then there was still... I can't, I can't get out of there without a fucking interaction with somebody that makes me... I, I wanted so badly to get out of there. I didn't even care that this woman was like critiquing my my food selection for some reason they have the little help the little free sample people are back giving out samples of food i'm not gonna no fucking way am i touching anything from anyone anytime maybe ever again i don't know uh but not any, not now and so over by the uh, the fruits over by the little cooler with the fruits and the berries produce uh, this little lady was standing there and I, I was ignoring all of the, hey, free sample here, free sample. I just, just ignore them. Uh, or maybe I'll just wave my hand like, no, thank you. I won't look at them. This one, it just happened to make eye contact with her. She had hummus and some chips. Like, okay, that's, you know, wow, exciting, hummus and chips. What a, this newfangled concoction of yours. And she's like, uh, you want some hummus and some chips? I'm like, I'm like, no, thank you, because I just happened to make eye contact with her. So I said, no, thank you. And then she started coming. I had baked Lay's. I had a box, a variety pack of baked Lay's on sale for $9.99. I get like 50, 50 bags of them for like 10 bucks or 48 52 I don't know. You get a bunch. It's a whole bunch. You get the plain baked. You get the sour cream, cheddar, barbecue, the Cheetos, which I'm, I'm not nuts about baked Cheetos, but whatever. They have to put in, you know, something that nobody likes, which is why all those variety packs of regular Lay's come with the red Dorito chips. Like, yeah, oh, oh, that's the, and it's, the, you know, it's like three bags of sour cream and onion chips and then like 18 bags of red Doritos, and like four bags of Cool Ranch. I'm like, how do they know? How do they know what everybody doesn't like so that they can fill them up in these boxes? <sighs> anyway. Uh, and I'm okay with the red chips. They're just, you know, they're the worst chip in that box. Anywho, you want some hummus? Free sample hummus and chip? I'm like, no, thank you. And she's like, you know, it's much healthier than those chips you have in your basket. And I'm like, I was, I was so tunnel vision to just, I wanted to just get out of there because it's the middle of Saturday. It's the worst time to be anywhere. And I was so angry just to even be there, I didn't even, it didn't even bother me that she was, like, critiquing and criticizing my selection of food. Like, that's, like, rule number one. You don't, you don't discuss what somebody's buying with a customer. You're an employee. You don't, fuck off. Out of here. She's like, you know, this is much healthier than what you have. And I'm like, yep, I'm fully aware of that, even though that's not necessarily. I'm like, what's healthier? Your hummus? Yeah, hummus. I, I love hummus. Big fan. I like a good, like a good uh, tortilla chip and some hummus, carrot, you know, a little vegetable and some hummus. That's nice. 
Who doesn't love a good one of those uh, one of those um, like Melba toast crackers with some hummus is nice too. Ah, I'm all for hummus. Just not today. Like maybe, maybe you've seen me. Maybe you can just take a look at me. Do I look like the kind of guy who's who's concerned that his choice is more or less healthy than hummus? Do I look like somebody? I'm about to go to Market Basket and buy two tubs of port wine cheese. Do you think that I'm interested in the fact that hummus might be healthier than my baked Lay's? You know, and also, has it occurred to you that I'm, I'm about to head into the cooler that has nothing but healthy foods? Lettuce and carrots and strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, grapes. I don't need your hummus. And I also don't need your opinion I don't need you. Thank you, Dr. Costco, a free sample lady. I just had my physical this week. I'm good. But thank you for your insights. I'll stick with my baked lays. I'll stick with the things that I want to eat instead of what a stranger is telling me I should eat so that she meets her quota of fucking selling hummus tubs at Costco. Ah, so never mind. I was thinking I had a good trip to Costco, and then that memory... Came flooding back. Forget it. I had a terrible trip to Costco. Big deal. Big deal. The checkout lady liked my placing of my boxes in the cart. I saved them some time. Great. I'm a regular hero. Made my day. Anyway, she was very nice. Then I went to Market Basket. And you know what I got? I got two tubs of port wine cheese, just like I said I was going to do. And this is why I don't go to Market Basket, because every time I go in there, I can't stay away from the bakery and those delicious fig-filled shortbread cookies that I love so much, which are now gone. I devoured them. Devoured them, I say. (sighs) Anyway, that's why I go to Shaw's. Shaw's Bakery sucks, and the cookies there taste like they were dipped in chlorine and they've (laughs) filled with some kind of chemical to keep them fresh in that big giant bucket for $5 of M&M cookies. Uh, which are just so gross. And that's why I stay out of Market Basket, because their bakery is fantastic. I've told you this before. You can go to Market Basket and get a cheeseburger. You can get a cheeseburger dinner with delicious, delicious beer-battered French fries for, it's like $1.99 or $1.99 for the hamburger, or it's like $2.99 if you get the fries. It's insane it's insane the price isn't market basket and that's why market basket is so hellacious and so packed it's the i've always said if anybody's familiar with Publix, it's the opposite of Publix. Publix, which is in florida and georgia and south carolina and north carolina and i don't know alabama probably Publix is a lovely lovely store it's very pretty it's bright it's clean Everyone smiles. They're all full of shit, but they're, they, they, they're friendly to an obnoxious degree. Like the amount of times that I have had to, ins- to aggressively tell somebody, I do not need you to push my cart out to my car. Stop. Like they will, they will bag your gro- – the nice thing about Publix, you don't have to touch anything. You bring your groceries up. They do everything for you at the counter. They do everything for you. And then they insist on ta- – I got, they, will, they will push you out of the way and start pushing your cart out the door. And you will have to yell at them and say, please, please stop. No, no, sir. I, no, I am, I'm ordering you to stop pushing. I'm not even joking. This is, this is every trip to Publix was me 
yelling at somebody to stop pushing my basket out to my car, I will do it myself. I just, I don't want to be near you anymore. Our relationship ends here. <laughs> and then, of course, and then, of course, when I was with the kids and actually needed somebody to push my car out, nobody would offer. Anyway, Publix is a wonderful experience. The shot, you know, the, 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 the carts, all the wheels work on the carts. They have great food. They have great selections. Friendly people, sometimes obnoxiously so. Uh, everything is great until checkout. And then you see your total and you see how much money you have just spent on nothing. And you want to scream. Because it's so goddamn expensive. And then to, <laughs> to exacerbate things... You have some kid, like, aggressively trying to push your cart out to your car while you're yelling at them to please stop. Get away from me now. So all the wrong things are enjoyable about Publix. Market Basket is the opposite. Market Basket is a horrible experience. Getting a parking space sucks. Pushing your way through to try and get a basket sucks. Pushing your way through the aisles sucks. It's so crowded. There are so many people. So many people. It is a hellacious experience. You want to take a ticket and wait to get... I will say this. Shaw's has a better deli. But I will go to Brother's Butcher for my deli meats. Don't go to Market Basket for deli. Just stay away from there. Everything else is great. The experience of shopping at Market Basket is terrible. Until you get to the checkout counter... And you have a basket full of things. You have so much stuff. And you're in your head totaling, oh, this is what, two, two, two fifty? And you get to the total and it's like $74.99. Because stuff costs literally half of what it would cost anywhere else. Two for five dollars ice cream. Two for five dollars tubs of port wine cheese. Shit that I don't need, but still. Market Basket brand Pop-Tarts that taste exactly the same as Kellogg's Pop-Tarts. 99 cents for a box. Oh, my God. 99 cents, I tell you. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I could never move away from here because I couldn't go to a place that doesn't have Market Because now I know what it's like to have Market Basket, and I couldn't not have Market Basket. For the last five years, five and a half years, I've had Market Basket. I can't go to a non-Market Basket place. I just can't. Could never happen. Anyway... So they're the opposite. Market Basket is a horrible experience, but then you leave there feeling great because you just saved hundreds of Throughout the year, you're going to save hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know. You're going to save thousands of dollars over your lifetime. It's, it, it's incalculable. It's incalculable. Uh, versus Publix where it's like, ah, oh, it's so shiny and everything's so fresh and new and clean. It's, what a lovely place. I could live here. I could eat off the floors. I'll have, a sa- I'll have a sub sandwich, please, and just, no, no need to wrap it. Just put it on the floor. I'll just eat it up. I'll lick it up off the floor because it's that clean here. And then you get to the checkout and everything. Uh, let's see. You had these 12 items. That is going to be uh, 392.43. And I'm going to insist on pushing your basket out to the car. And you can physically try to restrain me, but I'm going to just, that's just what I'm going to do. Because my manager told me I have to. I have to be aggressive and push you out of the way and start pushing your basket. (sighs) Anyway. Uh, What else? And there was one final thing. (laughs) I said I was going to keep this at 10 minutes. We're almost at an hour. Here's, (laughs) 
One final thing I thought was funny. My buddy Ken, Ken Hayner from high school, good dude, what a great dude. He shared this thing yesterday. Uh, pick your quarantine house. You can only choose one. House number one has Netflix, a weighted blanket, a pantry full of snacks. House number two has a porch swing, a fishing pond, a fire pit. House number three has a view of the beach, a home gym, tacos, and margaritas. House number four has a library, home theater, hot tub. House number five has a mountain view, garden and hammock, and hiking trails. House number six has a swimming pool, rooftop deck, and outdoor fireplace. So, as you can imagine, you know, these things are, you know, they're fun. And all it is is just, uh, it's just 3,000 people just saying, oh, house number five, house three, threes for me, all oh, the tacos, oh, that's margaritas, gotta have margaritas. Whatever, it's harmless, it's good harmless fun. But I'm sitting there, and I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, what, is that, well, let me just read my response. Everybody else is just playing along and saying, house four, house three, house one, house six, house five, house maybe two, maybe three, maybe... They're just playing along, answering the question. Me, eh, not so much. So my response is, so wait, if a house comes with those three things, is that all it comes with? Because only two options list food. I guess house number two also lists food, but you have to catch it and cook it yourself, the fishing pond. Do the others not come with food? Do I die if I pick the non-food houses? House one says Netflix. Do the other houses not have Netflix? Does my phone get confiscated and Wi-Fi turned off at the other houses? Because that's the only way I wouldn't have Netflix. Like any, everybody has Netflix, no matter where, what house you live in, you just have Netflix. So if Netflix is listed as a top three selling feature of the first house, it has to be a real dump. Although I do like the snack pantry. What the hell is a weighted blanket? It sounds like a euphemism for when a mob, for when the mob would roll someone up in a carpet and tie an anchor to it and dump it in the East River. The only fishing I do is in virtual reality, so house number two is a no. Also, this presumes that the only thing available is fish. So that's going to get old, get real old, real fast. Like, after the first meal. House three is fine, because the home gym would be a good place to hang extra clothes, but it says view of the beach, which could really mean a lot of things. Like, you can view the beach from the roof using these binoculars, as long as your neighbor's RV isn't parked in the driveway. It could be that kind of beach view. But then again, if it's legit on the beach, you're stuck listening to the ocean waves forever. I'm all for the sounds of waves crashing, but a thought that always gets stuck in my head is as follows. What if I move to the beach, and one day I just want to walk outside and hear absolute silence? I could actually see myself screaming, shut up, at the ocean after a few months of quarantine. Or even not quarantine. I think about that when we're on vacation. I think, oh, it's so, the waves, it's so nice. But what if you just wanted to sit outside and not hear the waves? You know, like a, like a back porch at a lake or something. And you just wanted complete silence. You know, like the silence of when snow is falling? You know how silent that is? That's lovely. That's a lovely sound. And I know not everybody likes snow, but that's, that's the kind of silence I, I would sometimes want from the outside. When you're just walking in a snowy forest and, you, and there's nothing. You might hear like a twig snap, and that's about it. Or a, or a, or a Wendigo. Uh, hiding behind a tree, something like that. Uh, that kind of silence. Anyway, that's really more a commentary on me than anything else. As for tacos, no issues there. Margaritas are a no-go. 
as I had one once, and my tum-tum hurt so bad for the rest of dinner. And that's true. I have had a grand total of one margarita in my entire life. Uh, I, I love... I love sweet, fruity, you know, fruit juice type thing. Margaritas are gross. They're disgusting. And then you put that salt on the rim. That's gross, too. Uh, and I had, a, I had a margarita at Ruby Tuesdays at Crossgates Mall. Uh, 2001, I want to say, maybe. Summer of 2001. My, my stomach, because it, so, it was tasty. I sucked that thing down. My stomach, for the rest of the night, I, I had to get up and leave. And Kim, the booth we had was by the window, and Kim just saw me, like, clutching my stomach with my hand, like, walking around outside Ruby Tuesdays in the mall. And occasionally I'd try to sit on the bench, and I would just lean over because I was just doubled over in pain. And I think I was kneeling on the floor at one time. And I would just, I would walk around just waiting for this pain to go away. And then I was in pain the rest of the dinner because of the too sugary margarita. It was, oh, so gross. I'll never, I'll never have one again. Anyway, <laughs> house four seems okay at first, and house four is, uh, oh, I can't scroll all the way up, house four, who knows, seems okay at first, oh, it's the hot tub one, who doesn't love a good soak in a hot tub, but since there's zero description of the setting, this honestly could be a rundown hillbilly shack in the woods, or Kramer's apartment from Seinfeld, library could be a drawer full of old instruction manuals and a playboy from the 70s, it's too risky, and since I only get Netflix with option one, is my home theater just physical media? If so, am I limited to a collection of DVDs that some asshole picked for me? Am I stuck with Reese, Reese Witherspoon rom-coms for all eternity? Not that I don't like her. She's very good in certain things. But this is also too risky. House 5 is kind of similar. Mountain View could mean a lot of things. I could still be in that hillbilly shack. Only now I don't have my home theater in a hot tub. I just have a mountain view. Also, I hate flowers, so the garden thing is of no use. Does House 5 imply that House 4 has a terrible view? Does House 4 imply that House 5 has no electronics? And do the rest of these houses have no access to hiking trails? Makes me question the location of all of them. House 6 at least gives me some idea of what I'm getting, as far as a house goes. That's the one with the rooftop deck, the pool. Seems big enough for a rooftop deck and a pool, so that's cool. But are there no snacks, no TV, no good views? When I really think about it, all I really need is solid Wi-Fi and a VR headset. But I do love swimming, so I guess I would take six. Although I'm sure that would also be some hillbilly shack in the woods too, with a kiddie pool and some folding chairs on the roof and a dirt pit with sticks called a fireplace. Hmm, assuming these are all trick houses and you only get the three things listed, I might have to go with one or three. In option one, I could still watch TV and eat endless snacks while rolled up in a carpet or something. And with option three, I'm guaranteed tacos, which means I get meat, which means protein. But considering how limited all of these options are, I'm thinking we're at an apocalyptic point in the timeline anyway, where we just roam from one house to the next in search of food and a nice pool. So I'd have to say, let me watch Netflix in my rolled-up carpet, and when I'm not paying attention, just dump me in the river, because this apocalyptic nomad hellscape that you have clearly thrust us into is not one I want to be a part of. Good day, sir. I said good day. So that was my very, very long response to a very nice person, a good friend, (laughs) just wanted to know which one of the six house options I chose, but I I couldn't pick one because they all sounded terrible in some ways, and I feel like everything is just a trick. Oh, we have a pool, we have a hot tub, and it's just, you know, it's just an old bathtub out in a, you know, on a couple of cinder blocks in the middle of nowhere. That's, that's my belief anyway. Uh, so yeah, 
and uh, you know, Kenny. I think I think Ken gave a, a courtesy laugh emoji because <laughs> he's too nice of a guy to respond and say, "Why the fuck are you doing this on on my timeline? Get the hell out of here, you asshole!" This is just a fun game for people to play. Why do you have to ruin everything, you sack of shit? So he, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Give me a laugh emoji. Anyway, that's all. I'm gonna go now. It's it's getting dark. It was light when I started this. It's an hour later. Royal Rumble, Cena, Ripley. There's my picks. As I'm watching, uh, Ric Flair is about to win the 1992 Royal Rumble. Oh, and there's 2006 Royal Rumble. Cena is making his grand entrance in Miami. Could be, uh, could be a repeat tonight. I don't know. And there's uh, Godfather 2. If the money's, uh, yeah, I'll know I have a partner. If the suitcase is here, if it's gone. Anyway, uh, that's it. I got to go. I got to get my steps in. I'm out of breath because I've been eating cookies all day. This is bad. Oh, good physical this week. I don't know. Nothing like last time. No, uh, no, no, uh, whatever. No. If you remember my last visit to the doctor in the summer of 2019, you can go back and listen to that, that episode from maybe uh, July, early August of 2019. You can hear about my trip to the doctor. <sighs> it's time to go. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, everybody. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, boy, yeah. No, nah, we'll talk about it next week. I, was, I mentioned the VR thing in that, uh, that response to Ken. All I've been doing on VR. So, listen, I'll tell you real quick. I've wanted this Oculus VR for years since it came out. Like I'm not, I'm not really into gimmicks. I never was into the 3D. You know, remember they had those TVs that were 3D and you had to get the glass. I hate 3D. I hate 3D glasses. That shit's a gimmick. It's stupid. It's I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. At Disney World, you know, if it's a 3D ride, okay, fine. That's that's fun for for five minutes and then that's it. That's all I want. VR, I like that. I like the idea of it. I've heard good things. I would watch YouTube videos, get an idea, read reviews. I want one of these headsets. But I'm not certain because I don't know anybody who has one. And it seems like something that's really fun, but I don't know anybody who has one or has even played one. Nobody ever talks about this. So then Shimo, over the holidays, texted that uh, he got to play it at somebody's house, his friend, and uh, said he had a great time. Said it was, it was great. Said okay, fuck it, because I was that was going to be a Christmas gift if I didn't find uh, the Xbox Series X this year, which I was fortunate enough to do. The Oculus, uh, uh, the Oculus Quest Two was going to be uh, the big Christmas gift, but I found an Xbox and I said okay, save the uh, VR thing for next Christmas. But goddamn, if I didn't get excited about playing VR, and they had one at Best Buy, and you could do Klarna. Which means that you could just, all you have to do, you get this Klarna thing, you just set up four payments every other week. So it takes uh, whatever. It takes, uh, divides it into four. It's not a credit card. It's not interest or anything like that. This is not an advertisement. <laughs> there's, no, there's no sponsors on this show. And there probably never will be because it's just me talking to my phone. Uh, but the Klarna thing, the Klarna app, I was able to go on to Best Buy. And instead of plunking down this, you know, this sum, this lump sum for a VR headset. Do it in four weeks so it doesn't seem as bad. Anyway, so I picked it up a couple weeks ago. 
It was last, not this past Wednesday, the previous Wednesday. And came home. Actually, it was inauguration day. It was the 20th. Because I got the text in the morning that said that, that my that my VR headset was ready at Best Buy. And I had until 7 p.m. to pick it up because that's when they, they close their, their COVID hours. They close pretty early on the weekdays. And uh, so the rest of the day, I was like, I watched the I watched the inauguration. I was very happy to see one guy leave and another guy enter. Good. But really, I'm just waiting for work to be over so I can get my steps in, walk across the street to Best Buy and pick up my VR headset. That's exactly what I did. And I came home and we played the Darth Vader game. We had great fun doing that. We played the, uh, the, the fishing. There's a VR fishing game that is just so relaxing. And it's so lifelike. And you just sit there and you fish. And it's fun. And that's why I mentioned I'm not going to go fishing in real life, you know, ever. But VR fishing is a lot of fun. Uh, but what I've, what I've been doing, the kids have been playing the Star Wars games. We have two Star Wars games and VR fishing and some other stuff, some other free apps and games and stuff. All I do, I put that damn thing on. I go on, there's an app called Wander, and it's just Google Maps, Street View, Google Street View. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just walking around past my parents' old house and my grandparents' house, Seacoast Bank in Florida, I'm walking around like Ocean Drive in Miami, you know, places that I know, places that I haven't been to in a long time, places I've never been to, just just wandering around the street view. And that is what I've spent most of my time doing on VR or going into YouTube VR, which is an app that they have, and doing a 360-degree flyover, uh, you know, over, over Manhattan, over New York City, over Boston, over Miami, all these places. <laughs> And that's it. Oh, and one of the most enjoyable things, uh, Shimo, if you're listening, let me tell you, and anyone else listening, if you have one of those VR headsets, because Shimo got one too, uh, you know, VR pals, uh, they have Amazon, you know, they have all the all the streaming services. I downloaded Amazon Prime because I have, that's where I buy all my movies, any movies that I buy, it's in my, for the most part, it's in my Amazon library. I have Transformers the movie in my Amazon library. I wanted to pretend that I was six years old. So what you do, you put on that headset, the VR headset, you go into the Amazon app, and it's the VR portion of that. It's like you're sitting, you look around, I'm sitting on my couch, and I look around, it's like I'm sitting in a movie theater. So I'm sitting in this movie theater, and then I play hit play and transformers the movie starts playing or whatever movie or whatever tv show you want to watch and it looks like you're it feels because you're in vr it feels like you're watching a movie in the movie theater and so i'm feel like i'm watching transformers for the first time i'm six years old watching it in a big screen it's fantastic i wonder if w it would be great if wwe network was on there i watched the royal rumble like i was in a movie i just i was just sit on the couch and watch the royal rumble <sighs> anyway it's good fun. It was. It's a good way to spend. You know, we had Christmas in December, and then, and then Christmas part two of getting this this VR headset that I was going to wait until next Christmas, and decided I couldn't because we're not going anywhere anytime soon. It's the dead of winter. We wouldn't be going anywhere anyways. And uh, you know, with COVID, we're certainly not going anywhere because COVID didn't start until March. The lot, you know, we were we were pretty much out of the woods as far as you know the cold dead of winter. It was. It was a few days before March 17th was the last time I worked physically in an office. 
And then, uh, you know, it's already warming up at that point. So it wasn't so bad. It's like, okay, well, I can, we can still get outside a lot. This is okay. But I knew, uh, yeah, going into the winter, <laughs> we, we best be prepared. Us squirrels better have our nuts in order. And uh, getting a VR headset was just one more nut than I needed to be able to escape reality even further. Anyway, it's good fun. All right, that's it. Hour and eight minutes. Jesus Christ. This was going to be 10 minutes of Royal Rumble prediction. Are you kidding me? What is wrong? And now it's like dark, dark. Fuck. <sighs> okay. That's it, everybody. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, and we'll see you back here next week for some uh, Super Bowl predictions here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Later, Gators. <laughs>